Hello and welcome! My name is Amelia, otherwise known as DJ EJ, and this is Club Crime, a true crime broadcast recording live at KTCU! We're back! We're back, everyone! And yes, it hasn't been as long as my last break, but it's still been four weeks without club crime. Actually, five, because we missed for the holiday last week, so... We're back, baby. I'm so excited to be with you guys today. I had a great winter break. I just hung out, thought about the radio station... Hung out a little bit more, thought about the radio station, and now I'm here. I'm in the radio station, and it is officially Club Crime Season 3, and this is the 28th episode. And not too long ago, actually only about like a week and a half ago, it was the one-year anniversary of Club Crime. So... Thank you all for joining me on this hectic year. It's been great, and I promise you Club Crime's not going anywhere, and I will definitely be seeing you in 2025. But let's get 2024 started off perfectly, perfect and fine and great and wonderful. If you did not listen to last season or the season before that, what are you doing? Go listen to Club Crime on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and now, drumroll please, Amazon Music. So you can now listen to the podcast on Amazon if you weren't able to listen to it on Apple or Spotify before. And of course, please go follow at Club Crime Official on Instagram and Twitter because there's some going to be some cool new posts coming in. I'm trying to completely revamp Club Crime and my social media this year. Everything's changing. I'm trying to make things more professional, roll things out a little bit more smoothly. So I'm hoping that this season is like the season. Season three is going to be great, everyone. But now it is time to introduce our special guest. She's been here before. You all know her. You all love her. Please welcome Miss Grace Griffiths. Hey. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? Um, I'm good. It's not like uh, we live together. Um, so true. So I, get, I see you every single day. It's true. And I give you little forehead kisses. That's not true. And I come into your room while you're sleeping, and I stroke your hair, and I say, shh. Mm, see, that's how you get a punch in the face. <laughs> but it's a new semester. How are you feeling? I'm feeling so good. Well, I love my classes so far. For the listeners who don't know, who are you? I'm Grace. And what do you do? What's your major? Um, I'm a theater and business major. Woo! And I'm Amelia's roommate. That's and this is your what, like fifth time being in the radio station with me doing club crime? You my third time as a guest. Third time as a guest and like fifth time. You were like my assistant. Sometimes like twice. I just chill if yeah. I'm bored. I call her my assistant. She just kind of sits there and writes little notes and makes me little drawings that I go put on the refrigerator. It's true. There's a lot of drawings on the refrigerator of me being in here well we'll maybe have a little gab session at the end but i want to know 
Other than joining me in the station, what is any? Do you have any recent true crime experience? Watching any true crime? You watched Hereditary for the first time recently. Do you want to talk about that? Oh my gosh! Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, guys, Grace loves horror movies. Um, I don't love horror movies. <laughs> I was forced to watch it. But you didn't think it was that bad, did you? It wasn't that bad because. I don't. I just don't like horror movies because of jump scares. And Hereditary has like what two jump scares? It didn't really have any. I just don't mess with those jump scares. But Hereditary wasn't one of those. I can do like the like creepy, um, like psychological, psychological stuff, psychological thriller stuff. Ghosties, but see, not the. Jump I'm scare. the opposite. Like jump scares, I'm like oh like ah, but like yeah. Hereditary with like the psychological just oh it sends a chill down my spine but yeah i can i like it but i also was watching all the um little clips on tiktok of gypsy rose Mm. who were you in here with Gigi when we talked about that other fellow grace of the podcast i saw um today when i was at dinner um i saw that you guys talked about it and i didn't even know you talked about that did you really not no i didn't hear that one and guess what we have another special little message coming in Uh-oh. all the way from california from my mother oh miss Catherine aaron would like to say hi amelia and hi grace hi hey. mommy hi pretty lady guys i I'm thought just... she was gonna yell at me so i got scared why i don't know what would she have to yell at you about <laughs> i don't know Guys, I'm just really happy to be here. And I'm happy that you're my first guest. And I'm happy that we're in season three. <laughs> oh, wow. So, let me tell you your guest duties, Miss Grace. Okie pokie. I'm going to tell you a true crime story. It is your job to react, ask questions, add in your own personal anecdotes, and just add to the story in any way that you want. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. You have to promise everyone that I did not tell you what your story was going to be. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't even. even think... a- I didn't even ask. So I'm starting something new where on the social media, um, a couple hours before I go live, I'm posting like a cutie little picture in relation to what the story is going to be. You did not post anything. Yes, I did. <gasps> I and w- you commented under it. Oh, 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 that's what. Oh, wait, I didn't think that had anything to do with the story. So. Today, on the Club Crime Instagram, so go look at it, guys. I thought that was just a random photo. It is a picture of two mugshots combined of a man and a woman, and I kind of, like, cutesified it and put little bows on them. But um, everyone go look at it right now. Go look at it on the Instagram. If you don't have Instagram, download Instagram and go look at it. But it is a mugshot, and it is the mugshot of, like, the two perpetrators in today's story. So are you ready for me to tell you? what the story's title is yeah all right today's story is the turpin family horrors am i gonna like it i mean it's a good story (laughs) i don't think you're gonna like like it i like stories Sources for tonight's story include investigationdiscovery.com the new york post cnn people magazine we all know her we all love her Miss Wikipedia. Wikipedia. I love Wikipedia. I have been using Wikipedia a lot recently. Okay. Background. 
David Allen Turpin was born on October 17, 1961, and he was a former computer engineer for Lockheed Martin and Northrop Grumman. That's, I literally practiced saying that, like, earlier, and I couldn't. Northrop Grumman. Northrop Grumman. And I still can't say it. Okay. (laughs) And during his time of working, that is when he met his wife, Louise Ann Robinette, while she was attending Princeton High School in Princeton, West Virginia. David was known to be a quiet man who never went out much, nor did he like to meet new people. It is unknown when or how David and Louise met, though Louise did run away from home to Virginia to marry David. The Turpins were married in 1985. David was 23, and Louise was 16. OMG. Mm, child marriage. I feel like that's a little late. You know how, like, um, people did that? Like, they got married. <laughs> they got married, like, when oh, they were you're young. Saying, but like, now it's, like, what, 1980s? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that did. you're right. That used to be a thing. Of <laughs> that like, was a thing. But now we're in the 80s. Like, that's a little late for that. Yeah. That's not normal anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was ever, like... I, it was the norm. It was, like, the norm, but it shouldn't have been normal. It shouldn't have been. Yeah. Like, we're way past that point. Yeah, but what you gonna do? Watch it on the What right. If you run away, what you gonna do? So facts. <laughs> so, the couple were both Pentecostal Christians, and through their faith, the two both claimed that God was calling upon them to have numerous children. Just a lot of children. By 1989, the couple had moved to Fort Worth, Texas, <gasps> and had their first of 13 children. 13 children. At least it's not 19 kids and counting. Do you know Do you know that show? No? <laughs> oh, I think we might have some YouTube watching to do when we get home. I have not heard of that. Um... So quick thing, so nineteen kids accounting, they're Christian like they're members of they're not Pentecostal Christians. I looked it up. They're members of like a sect of Christianity that's basically like a cult. And it was this couple, Bob and Michelle Duggar, and they proceeded to have nineteen kids, and all of their kids are named with J names, all of them. Red flag. Red flag. Um the eldest brother, um, basically did things to his younger sisters and is currently in prison yes queen and a lot of the like siblings that are older basically have since like moved out left their family and talked about how basically they had to like raise the younger kids and they weren't treated very well and they were forced into marriage and Mm-hmm. So just not a great situation. I'm getting but, bullied. I'm getting texts right now being <gasps> bullied about the fact that I don't know what it is. From who? From Mila. Oh. And my mother. <laughs> Friend of the podcast, Mila. Mila, go fill out your club crime form so you can be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> go do that right now. She's so good. I'm going to make her. But yeah. Anyways, okay. Back continue. to the story. So they moved to Fort Worth. They had their first of 13 children in 1989. And the Turpins would eventually go on to have 10 girls and three boys from 1989 to 2015. Billy Lambert, Louise's half-brother, said that the couple began distancing themselves from Louise's family as they began to move frequently and expand their family. 
that's like red flag number one if you're gonna have a ton of kids stay by your family wait did you say the mom's half brother the mom's half brother oh okay like if you're gonna have a ton of kids you're gonna need help stay by your family shout out jess (laughs) (laughs) the joys of doing live radio we can give shout outs to people okay Uh, we're already off to a chaotic start but it's okay it is what it is it is what it is and i'm enjoying it the turpins lived in fort worth until 1999 then moving to rio vista texas grace where's rio vista just because I live in Texas doesn't mean I know where anything is. Oh, okay. So, uh, well, it's also like I don't blame you because Texas is huge. Yeah. Like you can drive nine hours in Texas and still be in Texas. Exactly. So, so I don't, really I don't blame you. So they moved to Rio Vista. Rick Vineyard, the family's neighbor in Rio Vista, mm-hmm. said that the Turpins kept to themselves. David, while there, worked as an engineer while Louise stayed at home to homeschool the children. Neighbors of the family were suspicious of the family, though. One child ran away from home a few years after moving, only to be swiftly returned by the police. Everything felt off overall regarding the Turpin family, like, from their neighbors, Mm -hmm. basically what they said. In 2007, the Turpins took 10 of their children and moved them into a trailer on the far side of their property. David and Louise then took the two youngest children back to the house with them, leaving the rest of those eight children to fend for themselves. Groceries were delivered to the trailer once a week, though the amount given was not nearly enough to sustain the children for the entire week. Jordan Turpin, who was six at the time, said that some nights all she had to eat was ketchup, mustard, or ice. And you would only be eating the ice. I can't imagine that (laughs) that's crazy like i think it's funny it's like one thing that you like are a picky eater calling you out right now yeah it's another that you don't eat sauce every picker eater i know has like one sauce that's like their go-to yeah there's literally none which is annoying but like do you think food is dry do you ever wish you liked sauce just to make food less dry i never thought food was dry like i've never like been like i wish i could i just i mean I guess I wish I could enjoy what everyone's freaking out about, but I'd mm-hmm. never am like, I wish I could. Have you tried different types of sauces, though? I made you try soy sauce for the first time last year. When? Do you not remember that? When? I made you... Um, oh, r- I think I know what you're talking about. I made about. you a rice bowl. Yes, I remember And this. I brought over soy sauce, and you said, what does soy sauce taste like? And I so I had this. you try a little bit, but what i should have done is put it on some like rice and had you taste that because you just like straight up tasted like soy sauce yeah soy sauce on its own is like not yeah good i don't like i don't like anything so the thought of ketchup and mustard only. <laughs> but you could have the ice i'll eat the ice you'll you could eat the ice in 2010 the family moved to murrieta california which i don't know where that is so. murrieta and amata that's a spell from Wizards of Waverly Place. Is it really? <laughs> um, Mom, please tell me where Murrieta is in California. So Vineyard, who was the family's neighbor in Rio Vista, um, as well as some of the other neighbors, went to inspect the house after they moved. Once inside, the neighbors found a dead dog, a dead cat, piles of dirty diapers, ropes tied to the bed, padlocks on everything which included the refrigerator closets bedrooms bathrooms 
in almost every like door Mm -hmm. in the house in california the eldest son was allowed to enroll in college louise would accompany her son to classes never letting him go alone she would then wait outside his class and once again accompany him once he was finished wait why <laughs> just because like they these this family did not trust their like kids what they were so controlling over their kids okay so could you imagine like i walked you to class and then i sat outside your class <laughs> that'd be crazy and walked you back wait so are all of these people in california at that point or just they've all moved to california at this point oh, okay. the family goes everywhere together but oh, they never were separate they were never separate oh, okay. but mind you the adult kids have to go with them now too like the son that enrolled in college uh-huh. is an adult at this point and still is being forced to live at the house okay and his mom has to go with him to college gotcha People who came in contact with the Turpins said that they did not find much to be wrong with the family on the outside. Those who interacted with the children said that they were quiet and would only speak if spoken to. The only suspicious thing was how thin the children were, as well as how pale they were. David and Louise renewed their vows in 2011, 2013, and 2015 taking their children on public outings to vegas to get their vows renewed in front of an elvis impersonator then spend the day at disneyland that sounds like my kind of day my mom just said she would follow me to class if she could (laughs) (laughs) oh we we have an incoming text my mom said that uh, murrieta california is near riverside county in southern california okay so southern so southern cal so cal so cal on would you ever get married in front of like an elvis impersonator would you elope and like go do that no but i've heard of that a lot i've heard a lot of people like you know when you like you run away to vegas and get eloped like you typically yeah, do it in front everyone of elvis. does it like in front of elvis would you get eloped period no really mm-hmm. you have to have the wedding mm-hmm. i would get eloped but then i think i would want like a reception later like i don't really care much about like the ceremony but i yeah, want the party the party that's fair like if i could like i would elope and then like months later when it's actually like convenient like then i could have the party yeah that's fair so the relationship between the turpins and louise's family remained strained during this time of like the renewal of the vows them moving going to disneyland whatever it was strained louise's sisters and half-brother were not allowed to visit the children Though on one rare occasion, one sister was allowed to visit and made a comment to Louise saying that she was concerned about the children's weight. And this was ignored by Louise. Wait, so Louise was the one saying they couldn't come visit? Or like, Mm -hmm. well, both parents were basically like, we don't want you seeing our kids. Gotcha. The Turpins regularly posted pictures of the family on outings to their Facebook page. At one at first glance, Louise's aunt said they were one big happy family or like they appeared to be. Mm-hmm. Photos have since emerged of the family at Disneyland, all smiling and wearing matching Mickey Mouse shirts and you can Aww. find these pictures online. You can also find pictures of the elopement online. Should I look this up? Mhm. Yeah, if you want to. I kind of want to in 2014 the family moved once again to paris california 70 miles east of los angeles 
At this new residence, the Turpin children began to face abuse that was worse than ever before, some of the children later calling it the, quote, house of horrors, end quote. I need to, like, learn how to, like, say horrors well, because when I say it, it sometimes sounds like a not very good word that we should not be saying, but horrors. All the men in this family, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. the three, the dad. The dad. The dad especially. The dad and the kids, though, they all mm-hmm. have bowl cuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it was literally a bowl was put on their head. It and that's how like it was it. cut. All of them. All the men. <laughs> so while living in this, quote, house of horrors, the children were punished for very small infractions. These infractions could be anything as small as, quote, playing in water, end quote, which was just washing their hands above their wrists. Mm. And punishments included being chained up, beaten, or even strangled. While Mm. chained, the children were unable to use the bathroom, and they would have to defecate on themselves. They were also only allowed one shower per year, and were constantly deprived of food. In order to mentally abuse their children, David and Louise would buy and warm up apple and pumpkin pies that the children were never allowed to eat, but they could smell. The parents would also buy toys and leave them packaged around the house for the children to see but not play with. Rude. In late 2017, a now 17-year-old Jordan Turpin overheard her parents discussing plans to move to Oklahoma. Jordan, fearful of what this move may mean for her siblings, decided that it was time for her to try and escape and call the police. Jordan and her siblings had been planning this escape for over two years. Mm. So now we can talk about the escape. Mm-hmm. The early morning of Sunday, January 14th, 2018, Jordan and a 13-year-old sibling crawled through an unlocked window. Jordan had been able to acquire a deactivated cell phone that once belonged to one of her parents from the house a while, a short while before their escape. A short time into their escape, the 13-year-old sibling became frightened and went back to the house, but Jordan continued. At 5.53 a.m., Jordan called 911 on the cell phone, telling the dispatcher that her 12 other siblings were being held in their house against their will, and that two of her sisters and one brother were shackled up. Police arrived at Jordan's location, shocked by her malnourished appearance. Jordan showed the officers images she had collected on the cell phone. Later that morning, Riverside County Sheriff's Department arrived to conduct a quote-unquote welfare check at the Turpin residence. The welfare check turned into a raid on the house conducted by authorities. Inside, police found three chained children, as well as dead pets, moldy food, mold on almost every surface, trash covering also every surface, and everything apparently smelled of feces in the house. Ew. So just an awful house. Yeah. And you can look up pictures of this house, too. It's not, from the outside, it's like a nice, like, residential neighborhood house. Uh Like, it doesn't look like what you would think, like, a house smelling of feces would look like. That's so strange. The Turpin children were much worse off. The children were so malnourished that police believed that they were all under the age of 18, though seven of them were above that age. 
the eldest being 29 years old so they oh. couldn't even tell that this like girl was 29 oh my gosh all of the children were caked with dirt and had bruises all over their arms the 12 year old daughter's arm circumference circumference was equivalent to that of a four month old <gasps> what imagine how small her wrist was oh my gosh some of the children were severely undeveloped underdeveloped in their learning and knowledge and they lacked basic grammar and vocabulary these children did not know what police or medicine was showing that some of the children lacked the same education as the others so some like understood some didn't mm -hmm. At 9 p.m. following the raid, David and Louise Turpin, 56 and 49, were arrested and charged with 12 counts of torture, 7 counts of abuse of a, of a dependent adult, 6 counts of child abuse, and 12 counts of false imprisonment. It was only 12 counts for most of these because according to authorities, the 2-year-old youngest sibling had escaped the torture of the parents. Each couple were held on $12 million bonds, $1 million for each of the victims. David was given further charges of a lewd act on a child under 14 and was charged with perjury in relation to an affidavit he filed with the California Department of Education asserting that his children were being educated in a private school. So now let's get into the trial. In the aftermath. Wait, so they just got caught because the girl called. Escaped. Oh. Escaped, had a phone that what used to be one of her parents. I was going to say how, like, I assume that she wasn't allowed to have the phone, that she mm -mm. had pictures of the house. No. She, like, acquired the phone because it was her one of her parents' old phones that had been deactivated. It was likely that it was just sitting in a drawer. And one day when her parents were asleep, she got out of bed, grabbed the phone, hit it, and then on the right occasion was able to escape and go call 911. Mm -hmm. Just well, a very unfortunate situation mm -hmm. to be in. So let's get to the trial and aftermath because we're not done with the Turpin children being abused, basically. Okay. On February 22nd, 2019, both David and Louise pled guilty to one count of torture, three counts of willful child cruelty, four counts of false imprisonment, and six counts of cruelty to an adult dependent. On April 19th, 2019, the Turpins were sentenced to 25 years to life in prison with the possibility of parole after 25 years. According to experts, the severity of the couple's crimes will likely never allow them to be paroled. During sentencing, Joshua Turpin stated, quote, I cannot describe in words what we went through growing up. Sometimes I still have nightmares of the things that happened, such as my siblings being chained up or beaten. But that is in the past, and this is now. I love my parents and have forgiven them for a lot of things that they did to us, end quote. I don't think I'd ever forgive my parents. Yeah, what? David's final statement was read by his lawyer. He claimed he, quote, never intended for any harm to come to my children. I hope the very best for my children in the future, end quote. That's BS, for yeah. sure. Louise addressed the court directly, quote, I want to say I am sorry for everything I have done, end quote. She then went on to say, quote, I love my children so much. I pray for my children every day. 
I am truly sorry for everything I have done to them. I love them more than they can ever imagine. End quote. I don't believe well, either parent. Like, I just don't, like, why? <laughs> because, per, like, I I am not a parent. You are not a parent. But you hear of, like, parental instincts. Yeah. If you, like, are a good parent, your instincts are not to hurt your children. Well, yeah. And even if they believed this was helping their children in some way, according to God... They were still hurting their children. I just don't see why they did any of that, is what I'm saying. Like, why did they... And that's something, like, I'm confused about, too. I don't think they've ever really talked about, like, why they did it. Really? Mm-hmm. That's just so strange. Like, I don't know. I think it was probably due to their faith, but I don't want to yeah, speculate. It sounds like it was. So, David is currently being held in the California State Prison, though he was previously held in Mule Creek State Prison, Cor- and, and this, the one he's currently in is in Corican. and Louise is in the Central California wi- Women's Facility. That was a mouthful, and I don't know why. <laughs> Following their rescue, all of the Turpin siblings spent two months in the hospital where they were treated for issues such as heart damage from malnutrition, cognitive impairments, and neuropathy. Following their release, the six youngest Turpin siblings were placed in foster care. In July of 2019, six lawsuits were filed on behalf of the six Turpin children in foster care. The suits claimed that the foster parents, Marcelino Oldguin, 64, his wife Rosa, 59, and their their daughter Lenis, 38, all participated in severe physical, sexual, and emotional abuse. To the six kids? To the six kids. They adopted all six? They fostered them. Oh, fostered all six. The abuse included, quote, hitting them in the face with sandals, pulling their hair, hitting them with a belt, and striking their heads, end quote, as well as being forced to, quote, eat their own vomit, end quote. (gasps) Marcelino was accused of, quote, grabbing and fondling them, end quote, and, quote, kissing them on the mouth, end quote. The foster parents also allegedly urged the six Turpin siblings to commit suicide and would threaten to return them to David and Louise. Unfortunately, the Olguins did have a known history of abusing children in their care prior to gaining custody of the Turpin. So what? Thus, Child Net Youth Family Services and Riverside County were also named as defendants in the trial. The Olguins have pled not guilty and are currently released on bail, though they're not allowed to foster children anymore. What? The rest of the Turpin siblings are currently still working to find their independence and identities since being freed from their parents. All of the siblings still remain close and have inside jokes amongst one another. Jordan Turpin, who is now 23, has completely turned her life around since having saved her, chil- having saved her siblings. She is now a social media star with over 200,000 followers on Instagram. She's acquired a modeling deal and she aspires to become a motivational speaker. Look up Jordan Turpin. She's gorgeous. I just did. I'm looking at her. Jennifer, the eldest sibling. Hey, Jennifer. Jennifer. The eldest sibling at 33 has told news outlets that she aspires to become a nurse. 
Jennifer and Janetta, another sister, also have very sizable Instagram followings. In November 2021, Jennifer and Jordan were interviewed by Diane Sawyer for ABC's, ABC News's 2020. The two recounted their lives up until their rescue, the horrors of the foster system, and their lives after that. Jordan and Jennifer have said that they were both happy to be free, but still felt as though they had a lot of growing to do. They both said that their lack of life skills and lack of income have made getting on their feet very difficult. However, the future is looking up for the Turpin siblings as of now, and the House of Horrors is in the past for the family. And that is the story of the Turpin family horrors. Mm. What do you think? I just like, just like why? Like, like, I just don't understand how you do that to your children. I'm sorry. Yeah. But like, it's the same thing with like Gypsy Rose's mom. Like why? Mm -hmm. Like what? Well, with her, it was more so like um, Munchausen by proxy, which is you pretend your children is sick well, so that yeah. you can get attention i was gonna say hers was for like fame this was like they didn't want attention they were yeah. like actively trying to hide the fact that they were yeah, abusing true. these kids which i would like to know and this is awful but like what would have happened if they had never been saved mm -hmm. like genuinely like the parents died then what happens what happens to the rest of the siblings mm -hmm. but obviously i think they're probably inev inevitably gonna get out no matter what yeah that's crazy <sighs> freaking crazy yeah i just ugh, it it makes me i i like writing about these cases because there's so much like in depth to go into but i also like hate talking about them because i'm like i don't want to talk about like kids getting tortured yeah. but they're interesting stories i can't deny that yeah oh and they got married so young like the first red flag was her getting married at 16 like <laughs> yeah I mean, I have a feeling it was probably a lot instigated by the dad. Because mm -hmm. he definitely probably groomed her to, like, marry mm -hmm. a 16-year-old and be like, yeah, come come live with me. We'll have a great life. Because they met at church. Yeah, then probably. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just icky. It is icky. Don't, like, older men, you don't. know, it, let's, let's not. <laughs> let's, if you're going to. If you're going to date younger women, let's make sure they're above the age of 18. At least. At least. <laughs> you know, at least uh, probably in their 20s, actually. Yeah. Let's, like, let's get past teenage years, Literally. if we're being totally honest. Literally. Literally. But that's the story. Mm. I think that was a good first story to have coming back. Yeah, what do you think? I agree. It was, yeah, I'm just, like, sitting in thought. Like, what the heck? But yeah, I thought it was a good a good story. Did you do any writing over there on your notepad while yeah, I talked? Yeah, I did. Let's see. I didn't do that as much this as time. As much? Okay, but we'll still read. Okay. <laughs> Super Bowl is so soon. Okay. <laughs> I don't care who goes. <laughs> well. I don't. <laughs> you don't want, like, um, the Chiefs to go so then we could see Taylor Swift? I mean, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, rock on. It says it right here. Okay. Uh, rah, rah, TCU. True. Mm -hmm. Will I eat pizza after this? Yes. Yes. Mm. <laughs> I like this note. That's it. That's, That's it. Note. And there's some hearts. Oh, I drew um, a lot of hearts. Can I ask why only one of them is filled in? That was the first one I drew. Mm. Okay. And then you decide after that, no more filled in. Well, I filled them in, just not as hard. 
like a like softly filled them in oh yeah you did but like one of them is like filled in and the other ones are just like lightly brushed yeah i was just i was just coloring my coloring queen but oh and and i love my mom oh we love jennifer and we also love Catherine. we love our moms i love my mom well my mom said (laughs) she wanted to her shout out and then she said i love you like even more after hearing this story oh so true my mom sent a gif of two hands coming together to make a heart can we talk about the uh update (laughs) the facetime so the iphone's got a new update guys it's like 17 1.17 blah 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 yeah so when you're on facetime with someone you could make like a thumbs up thumbs down and it'll make like a little bubble pop up of your head of like yeah a thumbs up or a thumbs down however you're supposed to be able to like make like a heart with your hands and it'll turn into a little bubble and it's never worked yeah so let's talk about that the thumbs up worked the thumbs down worked. and the thumbs down but the heart wasn't working maybe it's because like does my heart look weird if i like make it with my hands i think i think this looks better i hate doing that like the two fingers i like th- so what i'm doing right now for the audio listeners um all of them. i'm do all my audio listeners like my my middle fingers are like the point of the heart and then my index fingers are like the curves of the heart and then none of my other fingers are involved they're all like curled (laughs) backwards but if i do like the regular heart hands where it's like my thumb is the point and the rest of my fingers make the curve i think that looks weird i like the regular one better even though this one the finger one looks more like a heart i like doing this better it's easier Mm. We have some information coming in from my mother. Um, Travis Kelsey gave a heart hand to Taylor Swift yesterday after a <gasps> touchdown. Precious. So cute. Do you know they're supposed to get engaged this year? Yeah, I heard. Do we think it'll actually happen? Mm, I don't like... Because I've heard that his family doesn't really like her. Oh, really? Well, we also don't know like how long they've been dating because they weren't public about it. Supposedly it's been since like July, but... Yeah. What you gonna do? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just ready for Taylor Swift to get, like, married and, like, find the love of her life. I just think Travis treats her really well. Um, yeah. I agree. From what we can see. From what we can see. And I feel like Taylor wouldn't put up with, like, it being bad. But also, like, you and I are very over love right now. Yeah. <laughs> very um we Sick won't go we won't go into it but uh grace and i hate men and you can quote us on that um yeah mm-hmm. they always make me watch scary movies anyway <laughs> so <sighs> anyways i don't mess with that well do you have any final questions or comments or anything else you'd like to add my dear um that i want pizza are you gonna get it fresh or are you gonna eat what is in our There's refrigerator in right the fridge. now Mm-hmm. can i get it fresh it's your money i'm not stopping you i'll get it fresh however you have to go get it like you have to pick it up um for those out there wondering <laughs> so <laughs> grace's favorite pizza place um is right like under our apartment <laughs> and her ex-boyfriend now works there <laughs> and yeah so, so i can't go anymore <laughs> whenever <laughs> we order pizza um, I have to go pick it up just in case he's working. <laughs> so I guess when we go home, we'll have to like look in yeah. and see. But I'll still probably have to go down and get it. Should I- we just stop there on the way home? 
I mean, we, I have to drive up the True. parking garage, mm-hmm. but um, you can get out and go get it. <gasps> no. Exactly. <laughs> okay, any final questions or comments or anything else you'd like to add before this episode goes completely off the rails? Um, nah, I got nothing. Well, I thank you for once again joining the club that is Club Crime. Club Crime. To all my listeners, I promise you next week will be less chaotic. You all know it just takes me a second to get back into the swing of things. It may not be. If Jess and Mila are the ones being on here. That's true. They want to do it next week. However, let's just say (laughs) I have been chaotic this episode as well. It just give me a second to get back into everything. So I'm promise I'm sorry that this was a little chaotic, but also I'm not sorry because I was really entertained the entire time. And when I'm entertained, I'm sure that y'all are entertained. Yeah. So please join us next week for another true crime story when we have another special guest joining us. Nah. And this has been Club Crime. <laughs>